What's up? Welcome back to Drew Presents with your boy Drewski in the building. Okay, stop the applause. Guys, the kids are gone. And I couldn't be more happier. Oh my God. So if you guys haven't listened to my previous podcast, you might want to listen to it before you listen to this one. Because this one is kind of the update about the children. That I had. So if you don't know, and if you don't feel like listening to the other podcast, sorry, I had to adjust my seat. Um, so I we do foster kid, foster care, and um, we had two children here, both under two. They were here for a week. Whew. <laughs> um, it was a lot. It was definitely a lot. It was, you know, this is what I'll say. No one, like I'm sitting here right now. In my kitchen, right? Everything's fine. There's nothing out of place, really. But when a child comes, it's like everything is a weapon. (laughs) And I guess if you have children, you probably know. Everything literally is a weapon. The eye, the corners of the the countertops, the refrigerated door, the doorknobs. Like, everything becomes a weapon. I'm like, wait. Okay, hold on. Don't do... Wait, watch your head, please. It, it was very, it was fun, but it was also very challenging. I think having two, that was the first time having two kids. It was like, okay, get this one down. All right, the next one got to go down. But I can honestly say they were really relatively simple. They went to bed every day, 8 p.m., sleep, knocked out. Didn't wake up to the next day. It's about 7 a.m. Slept through the whole night. No wake-ups. No, and help me, I want to go. No rocking back to sleep. None of that. So that part, I can honestly say, was amazing. But the part for them to be awake, (laughs) that part was a difficult part. Um, I'll start with the first one, um, the younger one. Oh, my God. Such a joy. Such a joy. Very easy. Um, she was so delightful, like, like smiling, giggly, just, I think it was like almost like a dream. You know what I'm saying? You could put her in the, the little pack and play. You could put her in the, um, the swing and good to go. Chill, chilling, no crying or nothing. I think she was here for seven days. She cried maybe twice, maybe that's unheard of. Um, such a joy. I feel like if I could do it over or if someone asked us to keep her, I would definitely do it, but no problem. And she wasn't even my same race, which is black. <laughs> um, not that that really matters. Cause I think you get into foster care and it's more so about, um, you know, you just want to help children that's in situations that are not. They're not in the best. They're not in the best situation, so that's why they're put into care. And at first, I like my. I have to do a whole like podcast on foster care. I think I'm going to do that maybe next show or something. I'm not too sure, but the the how do I say this without? I'll just say this. She was a joy. She was lovely, and I would have no 
problem ever watching her again in the future. Now let's move on to the boy. The young boy, he was um he was good too. Like I said, he slept through the night. Little things here and there. Obviously, he was a little bit older. He was mobile. He could move. He could walk. <laughs> um, he could say things that he kind of wanted. But it, it seemed like to me he might have been a little babied. Like he didn't, he might have been nurtured a lot. And he didn't really, like he was used to getting his way. So obviously my thoughts is like we coming into the situation, David and I, I think, obviously you can't, I'm not trying to change this child. You're only going to be here a week. So what does it look like? Now had this been a child that was going to be coming to stay with us for some time or permanently, um, I think I would have probably had to break some of those habits because um, it wasn't habits that, you know, went with what our family is trying to do. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it was definitely a journey. It was it was it was fun. I would do it again. Um, I will say this experience probably has taught both of us. Probably. I don't know about two. One is OK. I think I would need to get like the gist of like how to handle one. And then potentially implementing a second might work. Um, I don't know about two off the bat. Unless they were like twins or something. Then I'm like, oh, sure, let's try it. <laughs> but other than that, no, it's not going to work. So one is how it's going to probably be. Um, I'll share this with you guys. So we did get a phone call today regarding a new child that would um, be with us for some time. Which, you know, that's... The whole point of us really going into this is that we probably want to adopt. Um, so this is looking like it potentially could be an adoption, which would be amazing if that's, you know, able to take place. You know, obviously my whole thing is always for the child to be reunified if they can be with their parent as long as it's a safe environment and the parent is willing and able to take care of the child. Um, so, you know, we'll see how that goes with that situation. Fingers crossed, everything works out. Um, the child's able to come. You know, I think you start to get excited, and then you're like, "Yay!" Like we're gonna get excited. We're gonna do this and do that. But once the child, you, you, they tell you all the time when you're in the training part of it, don't get too excited because obviously you don't get excited or you don't start purchasing things until that child is in your arms or until you have that paperwork because you just never know what could potentially happen. Um, so, yeah, you know, I'm excited about that. So, um, yeah, that's been the week. That's the weekly update on on what's been going on. Works the same. Um, obviously, if we get this new child, I'm thinking about probably taking some time off so I can, you know, just bond with the child. He'll be ours. He'll be probably here for a while, um, if not forever. Oh, that sounds crazy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we'll see what will happen. So we're going to roll on into these topics and get this show started. So I wanted to talk about the whole, because y'all brought this shit the fuck up, let's be honest. <laughs> no, so I want to talk about, oh uh, God, the whole Kanye West, White Life Lives Matter t-shirts. If you haven't seen it, he had this, his, this fashion show and some of the models if not all, I'm not too sure because I didn't really watch the shit. But they had shirts on in the back of it said, White Lives Matter. And, um, you know, he released a statement basically saying that 
Black Lives Matter was a scam and blah, 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 X, Y, Z. Um, yeah. Um, this is something that I feel like is very... Because we're black, right? So I'm black. And if you're listening to this and you're black, when you hear someone say that, it almost diminishes Black Lives Matter. Now, whatever happened with that organization, whether they did negative things or they misappropriated funds, or I'm not really too sure what happened with that movement, right? I'm not too sure. I don't follow the ins and outs of that. What I will say is your responsibility as a black person to go somewhere and say that they were fraud. You are black. Does your life matter? Yes, your life should matter. So why would you say white lives matter? The whole point of the whole reason that the whole black lives matter thing came up was because a lot of our people were being killed in the streets by non black people, which were law enforcement, right? That was the whole reason why we they started this whole Black Lives Matter thing, to bring awareness to the fact that black people were being killed because they were black. So for you to be so, and, I, and I've heard people use were like dangerous and uh, they've said some nasty things about the man. So, some bad things about, I would say nasty words about him I agree. It's very dangerous. Now, the name calling, I'm not, I don't think we should name call, but it's dangerous. You are, a, you have half black children or whatever the situation is. Why would you even put something out like that? Why? It doesn't make any sense. And no one is saying that white lives does not matter. No one said that black people, the black lives matter said, oh, well, white people don't matter. Asian people don't matter. No one said that. The whole point of it was to bring awareness again to the universe that this is what's happening to us because we are black and we actually matter. And I think someone, I think I, I, don't, I might have even said this on the podcast because someone said before, if you're talking about cancer, right, you're not going to go up there and say, oh, well, HIV matters. That's not what we're talking about. No one is not saying that. It does not matter. No one is saying that white lives doesn't matter. But I think for you to put that out there as a black man, it's irresponsible. It's it's something that you need to you need to look deep inside and figure out what's going on. You know, and I know there's some mental illness going on there, but it's almost like I don't even know if he's doing it based on that. I think it's almost like he does it because he knows that it's gonna grab people's attention. But people yet still buy the clothes, the sneakers, or whatever the situation is, and we need to stop. And then obviously, I think Diddy did an interview trying to, I'm not going to say Diddy was trying to protect him, but I think Diddy, what he was trying to do was just be like, look, the man's going through some shit. Let him, like, don't cancel him. No one's trying to cancel Kanye. He did that on his, he did that to himself. He decided to cancel himself when he decided to say, white lives matter, or I'm voting for Trump or whatever. Like, okay, yes, that's his opinion. He's entitled to that. But then you as a consumer, why are you supporting someone that's not looking to make your communities and neighborhoods better? 
Why, why are you supporting people like this? So should you cancel him? Probably so. Like, you probably should cancel him. Do I own a pair of Yeezys? I do not. Did I want to own a pair of Yeezys? Of course I did. Will I buy one now? Hell no. Because to me, it's irresponsible and it's you telling me that I don't matter. We're going to also say that this matters. You don't play tit for tat in these situations. You should have came up with a new slogan for them if that's what, if that's what you felt. Because don't try to, because all of the time, let's be honest, there's so many times when white people, when black people have done stuff and what has happened? White people have come and snatched it away. Payola. Let's be honest. Think about how they, I'm not even going to name the brands, but there's so many times when we, the black people was wearing these brands and doing stuff and then what happens? They wear it and the prices shoot up. So to me, it's almost like, it's frustrating. It's disappointing. It's so many things where you're just like, what the fuck, man? Why would you say that? It's dumb. It's stupid. And I feel bad for you. I just hope he really gets the help that he's need. And I don't want to spend a lot of time on this topic because I feel like I spent too much on it. And I don't want this show to be like this whole like negative, oh, Drew is going hard at, you know, people who stand up for White Lives Matter. Let me be the first to say this. Everyone lives, everyone lives, everyone life matters, right? No one should be killed because they're white, black, Asian, Hispanic. You should not be killed before that. However, the mission with the Black Lives Matter was just that our people, our hum, human people were being killed for being black. And that is still happening today. So how dare you be irresponsible with that bullshit? Expectations. Ugh, we hear them all the time at work, um, possibly with friends, if you have that type of friendship. But I wanted to talk about expectations at, in the workplace because I think it's starting to get to a point where they want you to do more, right? But let's be honest, they ain't paying more. So my thing is always when it comes to expectation, this is what you expect of me. Doesn't mean that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. In my brain, I'm hearing my friend's uh, podcast where he talks about um, his his job and you know things he go through. But anyway, um, we have. Um, what do you call it? Uh, expectations. That's what I was talking about. Expectations. So we was in a meeting today at work and they were going over expectations and what they expect. And my response was, right, that's your expectation. But all I'm going to do is the best that I can do. Now, I'm not going to slack and not just do shit, but I'm going to always give my best and put my best forward. But sometimes your expectations are way above what someone can actually do. And you don't allow people the proper time to get to where you want them to get to. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'll break it down for you guys. So basically, they'll say, okay, we want you guys to do the job of basically two people. Unfortunately, I'm one person. Sorry, hire someone else. But it's like they always push and push and push. And it's like they wonder why... People are now talking about mental health and 
why it's so important that people take time off and actually relax or do things. But the, the position that I'm in in my job right now is like, even when you're off, you have work, which is crazy. So potentially when you're off, you have something that's due. You're still receiving emails. You're still receiving, excuse me, you're still receiving all types of documents because things need to take place. And to me, this is not a realistic, it's just not realistic. It's not at all. You can't have this in place and feel like people are robots. Then to me, hire a bunch of robots. I think that the, I think what happens is that these big, well, I work for the government, but I think these big corporations and the government, they just want you to push they want you to have to produce results, right? That's what they want. But they want it without any type of quality of work. And I think that's where the issue is. And I always say, you know, like if I if I decide I'm going to become my own business owner, my thing is going to always be to So you know what? This is what I want to do. Even if I became a big a big Fortune 5 whatever, what's it called? Fortune 500 company or whatever, 100, I can't remember the shit, but whatever, you know what I'm trying to say. If you become these big companies, I feel like, what do you do for your employees? Like, so you say, you know what, you know what, next Friday, we're just going to give everybody off, take off, do what you need to do, X, Y, Z. But I, I feel like you can't do that nowadays because everyone is behind. Everyone is accepting these type of people that are not producing quality work and then it falls back on other people that are trying their best to say listen I'm trying to finish this from start to finish and be able to you know say to the person that you're speaking to or say to the company that you're working for working through as a third party or whatever's going on that listen this is what I did I want you to understand what I did but you don't almost have the time to do that everything is so rush rush so then what happens is it starts becoming, okay, productivity. We just want the numbers to move. We want it to move. And then you have these pointless ass meetings. Like you're like, what the fuck? Why are we talking about? I can't go into it. But why, <laughs> why are we talking about certain things that don't matter? You took up an hour and a half of my time where I could have been doing actual work for the job. And you're talking to me about stats. About, oh, you're praising us. Okay, yeah, that's great. But do we need to talk about this for an hour? What is this? This could have been sent in an e-newsletter. Let's be honest. It could have been. We don't need to know this. I mean, maybe some people care. Some people want to know. I shouldn't complain because it's time off, but that's what I'm saying to you. It's almost like you don't have time to do what you want to do. So my thoughts are just like, listen, this is my motto. Do what you can do. You do your very best, and that is it. If I miss it, if I skip it, unfortunately, if I don't get to it, oh, well, I'm one person, sorry. I'm not going to allow you to push me or to set these, uh, these unrealistic expectations. So if you want to set these expectations, don't think that I'm going to meet all of them. It's a possibility that I won't. And at the end of the day, I'm doing my best, and that's all I can do. So that's just my motto for people that are out there struggling in their careers and they're looking for 
some type of help or they're struggling or they're just like, oh my God, like I'm so stressed out. I can't keep up with the work or whatever. Just do the best that you can do, you know? And unfortunately, I have a job where, you know, I have a union and all that, so I'm, I'm a little protected. Unfortunately, there are some people out there that probably don't have a union where they could potentially be fired. But if that's your case, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Sorry, stop. No. no, I really don't know what to tell you, so I don't. Um, but I would hope that your job would be, you know, sensitive to the fact that everyone out here is stressed. Like we people have to realize that we have we have lots of things going on. We just came off of a pandemic. People have lost family, friends during this pandemic. Some people are scared to go outside. Some people are scared to move around. Some people are just fragile at this point at this stage. And I think that it's important that these people in these in, in these powerful positions lower these expectations a bit. You know what I'm saying? Like let's lower them. Let's help people. Let's make sure that mental health is the priority at these companies. How are you feeling? Like are you okay? Like how do you feel about the caseload? How do you feel about people coming through the drive through at McDonald's? How do you feel with the ER being completely packed out. You know what I'm saying? Because that affects your mental health. And then what ends up happening is people quit. The next thing you know, we're behind. Up, oh, this person quit. Now we got to give everybody these cases or whatever the situation is, or the doctors quit. And now we're behind. There's 12 people in the hallway. It's too much. It's too much. Lower these expectations and let these people be great. Final thoughts. We're coming up on um, Halloween, and, you know, we've been hearing this probably since we were children. Don't take candy from strangers. Don't, you know, trust people only on your block. But I honestly feel like we need to, I think trick-or-treating should be banned. I really do. I think it should be banned. I think that kids knocking on doors, that's not... It just sounds crazy to me when I think of a child going to knock on a door saying trick-or-treat and the person puts candy in their bag. I know for me, if I ever have a child, I don't think I would ever take the child trick-or-treating. However, I do feel that you don't want to pull your child away from things, right? So if your child wants to go trick-or-treating because their friends are going and, oh, I want to go and it's not fair... Okay, we probably will, might take you just to take you. However, all of that candy is going in the garbage because I refuse to let the kids eat candy from people. It's crazy. I was just reading in the news how some woman just got pulled over because, and this has nothing really to do with Halloween, but she basically had fentanyl pills or whatever, and she dyed them the rainbow color. So they looked almost like Skittles. But they weren't. They were pills. And I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with people? And I know there's some maniac out there probably like, oh, I could do this and give it to the kids. And that, and so to me, you just have to be careful. So even like next door neighbors, I'm sorry. I, hey, how are y'all? I, I don't know what the fuck goes on in your house. I don't know what you do when you close your bedroom door. I am unsure. So therefore, you could not give my kids candy. I'm sorry. If It, it has to be like a brother, a sister a really close friend that I know is not out here acting reckless. Because think about all of those people. Think about people that live next to Jeffrey Dahmer. 
Think about the people that live next to, um, what's his face? I can't think of the name. Uh, the guy that killed this family. I can't remember his name. But anyway, think about these people that live regular lives or they look like, oh, there's nothing wrong with this person. That, that person could live in your fucking neighborhood. And next thing you know, bitch, you eating somebody's fucking arm. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So on that note, watch your kids during Halloween. Get your co your baby some good costumes if that's what you're going to do. And have them go to a friend or family house. That's the show for y'all guys this week. I appreciate you guys for always listening as always. Um, obviously, this is Drew Presents where our connection con continues to connect. And I'll catch you guys next time.